you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the Beardcast, we're going to look at the transfiguration story in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 through 9. And so we'll do what we typically do on this podcast and let Zach uh, find his way through scripture and read it. And uh, let's get going here. I'll just uh, read till I quit reading. Uh, (laughs) See what happens. (laughs) Not a good track record here lately. Anyways, if you'll join with uh, uh, the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 9, verses 2 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and brought them to the top of a very high mountain where they were alone. He was transformed in front of them, and his clothes were amazingly bright, brighter brighter than if they had had been bleached white. Elijah and Moses appeared and were talking with Jesus. Peter reacted to all of this by saying to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good that we're here. Let's make three shrines, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't know how to respond, for the three of them were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice spoke from the cloud. This is my son, whom I dearly love. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them not to tell anyone what they had seen until after the human one had risen from the dead. So Matt, there's a, there's a lot here. Obviously, this is the uh, transfiguration story, um, and, and there's a lot, to, a lot to pull out from it um, if you're preaching on it or if you're just digging through it like we are. So what, um, what sticks out to you first? So anytime I read this story, and especially in the context of the Gospel of Mark, it's an orientation uh, for me because after, from this point on, it's the journey to the cross. Everything that's mattering from this point on is the journey to the cross. And, um, and so from here on, like the orientation really for Jesus, the focus is to Jesus is to his death and resurrection. And he knows this, like, I mean, we, we can't play dumb here and assume that Jesus didn't know where he was going the, the, the last time he was going into Jerusalem. Like we can't, like I mean, he sets it up so well. Right. Um, and, and, and you get that at the end of verse nine there. Of, Don't tell anyone, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is one of my favorite things Jesus says. Don't well, tell anyone. It's, and that's a major theme of the gospel of Mark is, is this Absolutely. idea of this um, mystery, uh, mis- I want to say mysterious Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, not to really tell anybody like who I am, like, like understand that the bigger shows at the end, like, come on guys, right. like just stay with right. me. Like these are right. small things, like the big shows coming at the end, just bear with me for a little bit. But, and that's what I love about Mark and John, right? Uh, the gospel of Mark and the gospel of John, you have that don't tell anyone in Mark. And then the gospel of John's like, I'm here. <laughs> let's get, <laughs> yeah. let's get to work. <laughs> let's do the thing. <laughs> well, and, and I, I think about this event and I think about if I were, you know, if I were one of the characters in this event, how would I respond? And I think <laughs> right. Peter, I think Peter's response is like the perfect response for someone yes. who, who uh, is truly connected spiritually and being like, all right, so like we need to memorialize this and like yep. we need to like rem- remember this. And like, not only that, right. like, 
hey, remember Elijah and Moses and like, like, oh my gosh, like we need to create a space to remember this moment. And, right. and, uh, and we're putting plaques on it and <laughs> kids can't come in and, <laughs> and the carpet will never be changed. <laughs> and like, like nobody will be able to come here again. Like that's like, right. We're that's just right. going to memorialize it. That's um, right. And like, I love that line in verse six. He didn't, he, he said this because he yeah. didn't know how to respond for we were mm-hmm. terrified. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, of course he was, right? <laughs> I mean, he had to process it somehow and he processed it. Mm-hmm. But yet it's like, and I can imagine the scene, like here, Peter's like getting all busy and like trying to organize, <laughs> organize everybody, get everybody like situated. And Jesus is just over there shaking his head, like, all right, like, gosh like uh, you know well and, and that's the thing that's what i love about peter so much he's he's one of my favorite all of the disciples are very very real and very very human um and their actions and the things they say but peter often gets that bad rap of constantly being like what do we do what did jesus just say uh i don't know how to respond and uh we we see that here with peter going i don't I don't know, but let's do this. <laughs> uh, which, like you said, we often find ourselves of in that situation all throughout our life, much less uh, in a spiritual way. But we get to this place of, I, I've, I, I don't know what to do with this. And so we often do what's comfortable, <laughs> what we know. And, and for Peter, that was, you, you pile some rocks on top of each other and you memorialize it right uh and and that's jacob's well or that's this or that you know this is the place where jesus showed us right um so yeah that that sticks out to me really really fondly as well and just kind of this human moment the other thing uh and it may just because i i preached on it sunday um that that really sticks out to me is in the midst of this interaction you have the clouds open up again and a voice saying, this is my son whom I dearly love. Listen to him, which, which is kind of a callback to, uh, not kind of, it's a callback to um, the baptism of Jesus there at the beginning of Mark. Uh, when he comes up out of the water, the dove, uh, spirit like a dove descends upon him, the clouds, the heavens tear open. Uh, and the voice says, this is my son whom I dearly love. Uh, and he brings me joy. This one, listen to him. Well, uh, and I, I, I love that tie-in. And I think it's the uh, um, kind of the reorientation um, and re the remembrance of the authority right. that is given by God to Jesus. Right. That he has this authority, and we should be listening to him. Of course, by this point, I mean he's done so many great things. You would have think now, you would have think that they would have really been able to like understand. And I think they did. Right. right. Like I think but, that what. But happens, you see that with with Peter, they're going, I don't know what to do. <laughs> right. So there's still that tension of not, maybe not, not being sure or not knowing, but just how do we process this? What would you say that it's more of a, um, maybe he knew what to do, but maybe he didn't feel equipped to do what oh, he sure. was thinking he should do. And mm-hmm. how often in the church do we, we, you know, you and I do this all the time with people like, you know, what it's, it's, I call it like that conversation, you know, usually when I start out like, Hey, I'd really like for you to pray about this. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be that, that big spiritual thing that will either uh, push or pull or um, help people grow in their life and their faith. And, um, and really just like, you know, I really, this is, I really want you to respond. Yes. But like, I really want you to feel like you have, you right. know, um, and 
and I, I love how um, in 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 this telling of the story um, that definitely the the mystery is there, mm-hmm. and um, they're in the fullness of this, and they like take it in, right? And and, and sometimes I think that they they miss those opportunities for that. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that may mean. And, um, but here they're taking it in and of course they're having a natural response. I mean, if they were doing this today, it would be quick, get our phones out and let's, let's use let's broadcast. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if it would have been like when we were younger, it would have been like, let's make it a t-shirt. I mean, exactly. you know, like, <laughs> like, like, you know, and, and, you know, we have those moments in our lives when we come across these sacred and holy moments and we don't know what to do with them. But we want to hold on to them and remember them, right? So yes. give give me something tangible. I, I I think that's Peter's thing, right? Give me something tangible that I can come back to, that I can remember this, that that when when we can share, let's bring people here. Yeah. And so we can tell them the story and remember it like this moment, the sacred moment. Right. And and I think there's some um, fruit in that in our in our spiritual mm-hmm. lives and journey. Like that's necessary. Uh, it is. I, I mean, how many how many of us go to the Holy Land, right? Yeah, or yeah. or or go to Rome, or or go to these places that are significant to us in any way? Um, but I think that the thing I want people to remember, and 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 even us as preachers, when we preach on this, that it's the next thing is mm-hmm. really what this is driving them towards. That right. it's not just the um, quietness of this and the, the holy moment of this. You know, Jesus is reminding him not to tell any, um, not to tell anybody about the Son of Man that this had happened, but to hold on to it for that proper time. And mm-hmm. and I think that in our spiritual lives and our journeys, that there are some things that happen and we don't know how to explain them. And if we hold on to them for just a little bit, it will manifest itself in such a way that it will be like, oh yeah, like that makes perfectly good sense why this happened in this time, and mm-hmm. and and I made it through, or I uh, survived, or. You know, we, we can definitely look at this uh, pandemic time that we're in um, and and see how um, we've been asked to look at sacred and holy in a little bit different light. And um, um, it, and and so then now after this, how can we move forward and move on? Um, I think that that's a good question to wrestle with in, in this time that we're in. Right. Right. Well, and I, and I think so. I think um I think this is a, a great reminder for us, especially in our, our current society and culture today, where we we are able to broadcast our thoughts and experiences at any moment of the day. That reminder to, hey, there's some things to hold close, and that there's a time and a place for that to share. And 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 I think that's what Jesus is reminding. You know that that's a constant theme throughout at least uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, don't tell anyone. I, it's not this go and tell all the people all the things I'm doing so they'll want to see more. It's let's let's hold these things close so that we can um, do the things that are at hand. Are you a cat? Uh, <laughs> for people listening to the podcast, Matt, Matt Franks is playing with filters uh, in my very important thoughts. Um, but it's just that moment of when and where do we share these experiences that we have and how do we make them one remain significant and powerful to us, but share them with folks uh, in a way that's significant and powerful for them uh, and not getting lost in the constant feeds of social media or the things that we're sharing constantly. How do we uh, keep the sacred and important there in front of us? 
Well, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, the other side of that story, it's not about making it for ourselves, but it is about sharing mm-hmm. um, our experiences with people and be willing to share like where right. we've seen God, where we wrestle with God. Right. And I have to be it, honest with you. Like, I think that that's the one thing that Christianity has really struggled with um, in the last few years. Um, something I've noticed um, and, and uh, you know, I didn't grow up in the church, but I can tell you from what I see now, um, I don't see people sharing their faith like they should. Um, and even with what's going on, like in our world, like we have a platform to do it in such a way that can be life, like it can change the world. I really do believe that. Well, and, it, and it goes back to what you said earlier of, of so many, so many, most of us, even pastors included, don't feel equipped. Uh, it's not, it's not the lack of empowerment. It's the not feeling equipped to, to do these things um, for a lot of reasons, uh, good, bad, right, and wrong. We have shifted in that culture. Um, and a lot of that focus has been placed on the pastor uh, rather than all of us. And, and I think a lot of the work that you and I do, uh, um, I feel comfortable speaking of, for you on this is we're trying to give that empowerment back, that encouragement back, that equip, that equipping people to go, no, 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 whatever you do, um, share the gospel, share love, do it through your actions, you know, make, uh, do it, do it in these ways where we're all called to this. Some of us are called to do it from a pulpit and our actions. Uh, well, we all are because we all have different pulpits, right? Um, but some of us are called to lead the church and, and some of us are called just to lead in our everyday lives. And we, we need that. It can't just be clergy. <laughs> it can't just so be wanna, pastors. So I think, I think a good thing to land on here is we want to encourage you that yeah. you are equipped and you have what it takes and yeah. you're going to have bumps and bruises along the way. Oh, That's how we grow. And, and you're going to gonna have moments where you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. So build it. So build a shrine and enjoy life and, uh, and, uh, love Jesus. And that's right. Uh, you know, that's really what we, you know, really want you to do. Um, you know, we want to thank you for listening today. Uh, we want to encourage you to like, and share us. Um, also don't forget to, um, uh, where, however you listen to us, uh, the more you, uh, you know, give us five stars and then just write a review. It can even be a silly review. Um, that helps us get our word out there about us. And um, we need you to help uh, get our word out. Uh, I think Zach and I do a good job, but the more people that share about us, the better off we are. But that's not why we do this. We do this because uh, Zach and I enjoy talking about this stuff together and we've uh, uh, had a good time doing it. And who knew that we would have been uh, cool before this was cool. So um, for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. First guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs push that thumbs up thank you for listening to the bearded theologians podcast don't forget to like subscribe and share on all social media outlets you can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com thanks for checking us out